2: Welcome to Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host Rebecca Cressman and joining us today is Kaylee Yardley. She's a statewide prevention and fire communications coordinator with the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire and State Lands. You might be wondering why are we talking to someone about fire? Then you remember you're living in the state of Utah and we're covered with mountains and dry brush. Kaylee, thank you for joining us today. Hey, you. You're welcome. Let's talk a bit about the state of uh, fire risk in, in in Utah, because you know I I've shared with you in the past that I live in the foothills of Spanish Fork. I know what it's like to have fire coming over the hillside and and uh, chasing us out of homes and and really making a huge impact on the wildlife. So, what's the risk now? Because we have another, we still are in the drought.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, truly we are sitting pretty close to the way we were last year. And if you remember last year, you know, May and June were, were extremely dry. Um, and that's kind of the way it's looking now. Um, you know, this last week we did see at least northern Utah, they experienced um, some more moisture, um, snow and, and rain. Um, but unfortunately, our, our southern Utah folks are still seeing some extreme drought. And, uh, and so that increases our, our fire uh, impacts and a potential fire impacts, right. I should
2: say. And I want to say that even last year, as we were talking about a dry May and June, um, that you were definitely, uh, or I should say, other representatives were also definitely waving the flag like, heads up, when we have this type of dry brush all around homes and on the hillsides, uh, this is just like, a, if you go back to words like tinder and kindling, it is the, the perfect fuel for a fire that can get out of control. Is that still what we're looking at now?
1: Yeah, especially with these, uh, we're, we're expecting to see a lot of drying trends moving uh, through through June. And with that, you know, it's like you said, it comes it becomes a tinderbox. And so that little bit of a, a spark, it could be from, you know, maybe you're outside working on some equipment, or um, it could be as simple as your, your hot vehicle, you know, parked along the roadway um, and, and that extra fuel right there along the roads, it can start a fire pretty, pretty easily when the moistures, the fuel moistures are so dry. It, all it takes is just that one little spark to, to start it.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, personally, Kaylee, uh, is, is it the month of May where you start to feel that sense of, oh, no, we're coming into fire season? Or where do you start to feel that the pressure coming on as a member of our uh, Division of Forestry?
1: Over the years, it seems to be, a, you know, we used to call it a fire, uh, fire season, and now it's grown to be a fire year. And I... You know, last year I remember seeing some some larger wildfires start in uh, in March. Uh, this year, it's we've we pushed it back a little bit later. Um, although our, our very first wildfire this last year uh, began, I think it was uh, January 18th, um, and it was actually down in Iron County. Uh, it you know it didn't it wasn't a, a large wildfire, but it was still a wildfire. Um, so you know it's it's becoming more of a fire year, not just the season. Um, I'm you know trying to gear up. I honestly think about it in you know March when things really start. We start to see the the spring really start to come and come alive. And you know we're we're so behind on the uh, with our soil moisture because we've been in drought for the last eight out of ten years, I believe is is where we're sitting. And uh, yeah, it's. One of those things that I'm—I just always anticipate. You know, there's always that risk for wildfire.
2: Well, and I think that's very important for us to to underscore while we're talking today. And then I also want to point out that there has been um, an educational and informational tool that we all can have access to, and it's utahfiresense.org. dot org. And um, that website can give all of us an opportunity to really view and see and understand the role we play in helping to prevent wildfires. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, what different things we can do day to day to help prevent this. If, if we use the term wildfire back when I was a kid, Kaylee, 100 years ago. No, just kidding. But, you know, I, <laughs> I wanted to say that I always thought a wildfire was something that happened naturally out in the woods. But that's not an accurate um, definition right a wildfire is anything that's kind of creeping along or what is a wildfire how would you describe that
1: yeah you know i'm in the business of preventing the human cause wildfires and honestly any anything that's uh within that wildland so i don't know if you've heard of our we call it a wooey uh, our wooey is our wildland urban interface and what that is are is, uh, these homes that are built like within the foothills or in the mountainsides, um, and they tend to to see a little bit more fire activity, um, you know, due to the to do the area that they live in. They, you know, they they have more vegetation. They have a lot more, you know, trees and and that sort of impact. And a wildfire is any type of uh, fire that fire behavior that gets out of hand. That that you know, like you're saying, the the lightning or natural causes is one thing, but Again, I'm in the business of preventing the human-caused wildfires, so they can be all the things, all-encompassing.
2: Do we know, Kaylee, by the way, about how many fires on average are human-caused versus just from nature?
1: Uh, It varies from year to year. Um, I can't remember the exact number that we had uh, this last year, Uh, but I can tell you right now um, I pulled the stats this morning, uh, for our area, for the state of Utah from January 1st, 2022 to now. And we have, uh, 130, let's see 135 that were human caused wildfire starts. Um, and then out of those, I believe there was five that have been deemed as natural occurrences. So natural starts uh, be lightning and, and that nature. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's, it varies from year to year. But that's it's an, an overwhelming. To...
2: Wow, that is just overwhelming. Over a hundred that <laughs> since January, and we're not even into yeah. the heat of summer yet.
1: Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a problem, um, and and it's going to continue to be a problem unless we're able to curb some of these human-caused wildfire starts and, and, and make sure that folks understand that it's everybody's responsibility to, to help promote this.
2: All right, let's talk about that. I mentioned the website utahfiresense.org. That's like using, you know, uh, common sense, okay, utahfiresense.org. Let's talk about, since we are already in camping season, what are some of the things that we need to do if we're going to be outdoors camping to help prevent wildfires?
1: Well, the first thing is make sure you, you know before you go. That's gonna be your biggest your biggest uh thing to check off the list. Um, make sure that you're able to have that campfire. Make sure that you're able to, you know, use your your what whatever cooking methods you're gonna have. Make sure those are permittable. Um, I I was gonna mention this at the end, but this opens up a great time to talk about it. Uh The southern portions of the state um, will be going into fire restrictions tomorrow, um, and those will be posted on our Utah Fire Info um, site. Uh, So if you have any questions, concerns, um, they will be there. The southeast portion, uh, which encompasses Grand and and San Juan counties, um, those two areas specifically are in a stage two fire restriction, which means no fire at all. Um doesn't matter if it's in a designated camp spot or, or not, or a, a camp pit. Um, the second portion is the southwest area. So it's everything, um, it, it, it excludes Beaver County, but it's everything south. Um, and like I said, all those, those uh, maps and information will be posted to the website uh, today, um, for sure first thing in the morning so if there's any questions or concerns it'll be there So okay know um,
2: before you go so you go to utahfireinfo.com is that the correct web web site name well, you- Utahfireinfo.gov. That is.gov. Yeah. That's right. Thank you. Utahfireinfo.gov. Go there. Go check where you're thinking of camping, especially if you're headed to southern Utah, and look at what the fire restrictions are uh, this week. But yeah. throughout the summer months and forward, always check that side because that's where it'll tell us whether we can even make a fire in the first place, right?
1: that is 100
2: percent right okay and those new restrictions are reflection of the high fire risk that exists right now in those parts of southwest utah southern utah
1: exactly exactly you know due to another year of the ongoing drought and the you know record uh rain levels um they decided uh in the southwest that they're gonna they're gonna just stick to the to the stage one fire restriction so that one, that area specifically means that they can still have a campfire within those um, designated areas. Uh, but again, if you have questions or concerns, please go to that, utahfireinfo.gov, um, okay. and,
2: and you can check those. All right, so know before you go, can you build a fire uh, if you're going to go camping? What are some other uh, common sense steps to take when we're camping outdoors?
1: Uh, you know, when you're, when you're picking a spot, if you're out in a dispersed area, please make sure that you have that, uh, the abilities to know, you know, like what's around you. You're not, you don't want to build a, a fire that's right there close to dry vegetation or under, you know, if there's an overhanging, um, tree or, or that sort. Um, the, the next bec- best thing again, is if you can put it in a, put it in a, uh, camp, like an actual camp, metal camp ground ring. Um, that's the best, the best, place to start Um, but again if you're out and about make sure you you know you gather your rocks make sure they're big enough the big boulders you know you dig out a little bit of a pit Um, we don't want that fire escaping that's that's crucial.
2: Um, I'd assume that windy in in windy weather that's not a good time to have that the flames uh, going either.
1: (laughs) Right don't don't do it in the wind and and keep it small keep your keep your fire small we don't need to have these big giant bonfires in order to have a good time, um, you know, and then and then last but not least, uh, when the when the time comes and you're ready to, to take off for for the evening or the day, uh, make sure that you drown the fire. Um, you stir it with a shovel. You may need to make sure that you have a water source nearby um, or that you bring it with you. Uh, and then you know, filled ensure that nothing's hot. Um, I always you know make sure uh if if it's too hot to touch it's too hot to leave so repeat uh those steps until the fire's cold to the touch and then you're free to go and, um, and i and, love that on
2: the website kaylee it says keeping fires under control and properly doused could prevent 28 percent of utah's human-caused wildfires that's a large yeah. percentage so keeping that doused. sorry to interrupt you go ahead kaylee
1: no no you're fine i appreciate it um Again, you know, just make sure, and then if you see something, um, you know, maybe you see somebody that's having a fire in a restriction uh, area, please let the proper authorities know. Um, the sooner that we know about uh, a fire or an escaped fire, for that matter, um, the more likely we're going to be able to get on it and contain it at a lot smaller uh uh, acres. So,
2: And if you just tuned in, by the way, this is Kaylee uh, Yardley. She's a statewide prevention and fire communications coordinator with the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire and State Lands. This is her world. This, these mountains, the fires that we cause that are human caused are what her goal is, is to help prevent. And we're talking about a helpful website as well called utahfiresense.org and the message to use common sense to help reduce the amount of human caused fireworks or fires that we have. Uh, let's talk a bit about cars because you mentioned um, people might not even be aware that parking a car that's been, you know, the engine's been running, things are hot, parking that on the side of the road, that that itself could. Kick off a fire.
1: Yeah, you know, it goes back to just being aware. Don't drive on the dry grass or the brush. Um, those hot exhaust pipes or the mufflers can cause fires. Um, same goes for it may not be a truck or a car, but it could be your ATV or your UTV that you're out in the hills. Um, please make sure that you stay on those trails. They're there for a reason. Um, you know, not only to you know the tread lightly. Uh, portion of it but to to make sure that we don't have these human-caused fires
2: and Um, what else can we do when it comes to the car to prevent fires
1: uh you know tires are a huge cause of wildfires and i don't know if folks realize how important it is to make sure that your vehicles are maintained you check your tires regularly uh flat tires i i see so many flats along uh, the freeway where i live i live down in uh, millard county and that is one of our leading uh, roadside starts. Is, is a top trend here in our area. Um, please make sure that you you check those tires. Uh, that spark in that or that rim on that uh, pavement can cause a spark. Simple spark again goes back to how how severely dry things are, and and we can start a wildfire. Um, talking about uh, your towing, right? You're going to tow your your camp trailer. Maybe you're going to be towing a, a you're headed to the to the lake. Make sure that your trailer chains are tightened and secured. I've seen those. I've had. I've actually experienced it myself in the past, where I've been headed down the road and have have seen the sparks come out from under a vehicle as I was passing it. Um, luckily, I was able to flag the person down and you know was able to to help. Uh, you know, let them know that that they were causing uh, sparks. Um, if, if you can or are not able to get their attention um, you're always able to call 911 and and ask for the help of your local authorities um, and they would they should be able to flag that person down so we don't have roadside starts all along the The highway that Um, goes
2: back to that concept kaylee that it's all of on all of us to help prevent these fires so if we spot something like that when we call we could prevent what you know so heartbreaking from our vantage point to see so many firefighters having to truck their way or be flown into the hills to fight these wildfires if we can stop it right on the roadside right then we're preventing uh, those firefighters from having to hit the hills
1: you are 100 percent correct um and you know one other thing with the vehicles, um, just gonna tie it back to we had the Parleys fire uh, last year, um, and it was started by a catalytic converter. Uh, it was the pieces of the hot, um, the converter pieces that were shooting out of the exhaust that were starting the fire along the highway, and that's how that one that's how that one began. And so again, it's super important to m- just make sure that your vehicle's running, you know, top notch. Um, that you, uh, you know, even your brake pads, brakes are another thing that can that could cause a, a fire. So please just make sure your vehicle is up up-to-date and maintained in, in all the different ways that I've already spoken about.
2: Well, I appreciate that, Kaylee. We have a, about five more minutes together, and I wanted to talk about something that is definitely embraced and, and beloved here in the state of Utah, and that is also shooting. Um, but we've had major fires start by people shooting in areas where there's a lot of flammable uh, brush. So you talked to us about what are the common sense steps we should take when it comes to uh, fire ranges or uh, shooting ranges.
1: Well, first and foremost, uh, exploding targets and tracer ammo—you need to be aware that they're never allowed on public lands. So those are your federal uh, lands. Um, Making sure that um, wherever you decide to to shoot, you know, I'm gonna always say, please go to a you know a a facility that that they know the what you need to have to ensure proper back. Uh, drop and all of the things and the proper ammo that you can use so that we don't see those, these wildfires. But again, if you're, you know, I live in the sticks, so I understand that that's all, that's not always a thing. Um, But make sure um, that you're not placing a target or uh, your bottles or whatever it is that you're shooting at uh, that you don't place them by rocks, boulders. uh, You know, I've already talked about the dry vegetation. Um, Try to keep them, in the gravel or you know in the dirt, make sure that you know what's behind you and that backstop behind you. Um, avoid your different types of ammo to, to, to avoid is avoid the still core tip um, bullets and and try to shoot at the you know like the clay pigeons or the clay targets, paper targets um, and use your lead, uh, your lead core bullets if, if at all possible for your outdoor, Uh, shooting Um, and again make sure that you have your your proper um, your equipment with you a shovel fire extinguisher maybe a water source if you have water just bring the water with you and then if you you know if if by chance you start a wildfire please report it Um, again like I'm going to go back to uh, you know making sure that that you get it on it as quick as we can so that hopefully the likelihood it, you know, we'll we'll be able to stop it a lot sooner.
2: And of course, we go back to wind. Uh, One of the points that the Utah Fire Sense uh, website talks about is don't go shooting on hot and windy days because there's a greater, there you rate, right? You're literally putting flint and steel up in the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know that that starts fires. So uh, avoid that if you can. We have a few more minutes and we're coming up on fireworks. What is the bottom line, Kaylee, uh, when it comes to fireworks and um, preventing human caused wildfires?
1: Well, fireworks is a, is a tough one. Uh, for me, I've I've always been a fan of just going to your local, um, city, you know, most of the larger cities, especially put on a, a great show. I'm going to, you know, toot their horn and make sure that if folks want to go see a great fireworks show, go there and it, it'll be done safely as well. They, they know the proper steps and the things that they need to do. Um, but if you decide that, you're gonna have fireworks. Um, please make sure that it's only on those days that are specific um, for uh, for Utah. Um, I wanna say it's coming up, we got uh, July. I think it's, now don't fault me 100% on this because they have changed it. I think it's July 3rd through the 5th that you're able to have fireworks. And then again, on the 20. Third through the 25th, or somewhere in there. Make if you if you have questions, you can check our, our website. Um, but please make sure that you're you're only a you're only doing it on those specific dates. Um, and and again, knowing um, to to make sure that you have your water, you have a proper way to extinguish a fire if if something happens. Um, going back to the same thing you already mentioned don't don't light a firework on hot dry windy days um that's why i i struggle with it is uh just knowing that we tend to be in the hottest time of year and we're lighting fireworks off that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me um the the idea of of just going to a local area and being able to do it i know that a lot of the different towns municipalities cities have specific spots where you can light um, off fireworks safely. It's usually in a gravel or a, a pavement-type area so that there's no dry vegetation around. Um, let's see. Make sure that you're, you know, you're you're being safe with them as well. Don't shoot them at people. <laughs> Don't shoot them into the dry you're vegetation. Laugh, we're or... laughing
2: when you're saying it, but it happens, uh, you know, uh, multiple done. times, doesn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it does. And, and, you know, just making sure it stays out of that dry vegetation or any type of flammable material. Um, And if you have questions, again, um, everything's on our site on that Utah fire info site or our um, Utah fire sense. So check them out. Um, Oh, and I was going to mention as well, uh, I'll put it in a plug for our federal partners. Um, Fireworks are never allowed on federal lands. Um, So don't bring them to your to your forest. Don't bring them out on the BLM, to the national parks. Just keep them home.
2: All right, and, and, and the, that makes it pretty clear. The, the answer is never. On federal land. <laughs> uh, Kaylee, yeah. we'll be thinking of you and your team uh, as we try to keep um, wildfires from uh, erupting and, and detouring your lives and our lives uh, this summer, especially as we continue as you mentioned to be in the eighth year. Right? Is it? You said the drought is eight years long. Is that right? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I read. Uh, I'm trying to think it on the stats. It was like eight out of like the past ten years we've been in a drought. Um, so it's it's been a significant time. That I want to say it was like we had an uptick, you know, in like 2019, 2018, somewhere in there that we did see some moisture. But we we're still in that severe
2: drought. So please be mindful of that. Well, we appreciate your work and your team's work. Kaylee Yardley, the statewide prevention fire communications coordinator with the Utah Division of Forestry, Fire, and State Lands, the two sites that are going to give you information throughout the rest of the summer, utahfireinfo.gov and utahfiresense.org. Kaylee, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Hey, you're very welcome.
1: And, uh, yeah, just put in a plug to remember to use your fire sense.